0: Welcome to Cybility Savvy, the show that demystifies cybersecurity for not-for-profit boards and leaders. Hello, I'm your host Michaela Leavorg, founder of Cybility Consulting. It's October, which means Cybersecurity Awareness Month. In this episode, we're going to talk about how can charities fight against fraud. As I mentioned in the first episode of Cibility Savvy, a lot of people tend to think, you know, no one would want to target us, you know, we're a charity, we're working for public good. And you might think the same applies with fraud. However, in reality, charities, non-governmental organisations, the NHS and other not-for-profits are hugely susceptible to fraud and are very easily targeted, unfortunately. Certainly in the charity sector, we rely very much on volunteers to do the work and that whole thing around people coming in deliberately to defraud charity is very difficult to guard against in terms of screening. Now those organizations who've been providing services and supporting local communities, uh, particularly across the pandemic, have been you know affected even more so uh, and are very susceptible to this unfortunately. As well as cybercrime going up through uh, the pandemic when COVID-19 hit, it's also been a wonderful opportunity for scammers in general. In addition to the phishing uh, that we spoke about last episode, and how attackers then used COVID-19 as one of their lures to get people sucked into clicking and um, those links and attachments. It's also been great for scammers in general, not just cyber criminals. There have been the fraudulent insurance adverts, prepaid funerals, you've had people claiming that individuals have broken lockdown rules and As before the pandemic, the business email compromise has continued in terms of people impersonating businesses, suppliers, and asking for their bank details to be changed. There are lots of different types of frauds that you need to be concerned about when you're in an organisation. And the first port of call I direct you to is the fraud advisory panel. They run the Charities Against Fraud campaign each year and have a wealth of resources, including um, a 10-minute little e-learning video that you can watch and share with your staff. Um, So I'd encourage you to do that as your action this week. Now, one of the other uh, resources that they have provided, along with the, the Charity Commission, is an infographic about the 10 questions that trustees should ask. Now, if you have a look, you'll actually notice that you could easily substitute cybersecurity for most of these things. Like any risk, there are similar things you can do. Policies, training, awareness, monitoring. So fraud, and cybersecurity uh, programs are actually very closely aligned and can contribute hugely in this area. If you're a trustee, I would encourage you to go and have a look through this. Now, I'd just like to uh, wrap up this week with a couple of examples of how I've seen this affect charities. You see people creating Facebook and other social media groups, Uh, purporting to be collecting on behalf of a charity, using logos in a way that they shouldn't to try and provide that legitimacy. You get people who will genuinely sign up as collectors so that they can get all the gear, but then they don't actually pay up. And in practice, you know, who's got the money to chase after some of these people when it costs you an awful lot to do so for perhaps not much reward. So a huge shout out to uh, all the counter fraud investigators out there who are working a very challenging role. One of the um, areas as well to think about as a leader, uh, especially with digital transformation and the increase in those interconnectedness of systems so that you know you don't enter data twice it flows from one system to another seamlessly each of those transfers is an opportunity to intercept change or completely disrupt those flows for an attacker or somebody inside the organization who might be looking to commit fraud when you are involved in those digital transformation programs or new projects and looking at those processes, make sure that your project managers or the the line managers who are responsible for those are actually considering these sorts of risks in those process reviews. And actually, that's all about security by design and default, which will lead us nicely into next week when we'll be talking about cybersecurity first and what that means. I know we don't like to talk about fraud, but hopefully that's given you a little bit of an insight and you can go and ask those questions in your organisations. Cybercrime and fraud are very interlinked and typically we work together. So if you're not already doing that, that's something that I would encourage you as leaders to get the ball rolling on as well. Once again, I ask you as leaders to continue doing your part and be cyber smart. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. If you found this useful, please subscribe and share on Twitter and LinkedIn. I would also appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and leave a review. You can contribute to future episodes by visiting our website to share your cybersecurity concerns and questions. The link is in the description. This show was written and produced by me, Michaela Leavorg, and co-produced and edited by Anna Garner. Music by CFO Garner. I hope you join us next time.